I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Glenn. He passes stones every time he ejaculates. Let's talk about it. Here we go. Um, Glenn Hodge. You don't have to, you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah clap circle. for me, motherfucker. That is me. Yeah. Circle. I'm feeling yeah. hands in. Um, all right. Well, um, this is, this is a, this is a very different. Well, I, it's probably just going to be like any other episode, but for us, this feels very different. This episode, this feels like a special kind of episode. This feels like, not our show. This feels. This is now Glenn's podcast. The new host of Sick Boy Podcast is Glenn Hodge. <laughs> Thank um, you for joining me today. This will be a mini series. <laughs> but I do, you know, it's fun. I do feel like we're kind of in for a little like story sesh with Glenn. Um, and uh, so that's that's our new segment on Mondays. Now we're just going to do story sesh with Glenn, unless you to- completely fuck this up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's behind the veil. <laughs> to which we will never invite you back again. But just for a little bit of context, uh, a friend of ours uh, reached out to us. I think uh, reached out to you, Bri. The one and only Rob Lafort. The one and only. And Rob basically said, "Guys, you got to get Glenn on the podcast. I'm not going to tell you a fucking thing." And don't get him to tell you a thing. Just get him on and have him tell you this story. And so, of course, that's not how we operate here, Rob. Uh, but <laughs> this Rob- makes us very uncomfortable. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what doesn't make me and Brian very uncomfortable? It really makes. If it makes somebody uncomfortable, it's you because you're, you're the one who's usually armed with the with some. With that's the it. I, I usually know who we're talking to. I know what we're talking about. You know, me and Donut are sitting over here just quivering in our boots. Because uh, we have Glenn with us today, Glenn. Hello, thank you so much for being on the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. I am I am honored <laughs> that I like I I would have even been game if you're like yeah let's talk it through and then we'll talk about it. But like to get this like special moment, it's just like I I am honored and I like excited. this. It's it's very fun. So so uh, before we get into it, Glenn, you are uh, you're you're a, a self um, uh, a self um, proclaimed proclaimed geek. Yep. Uh, you you're big into like education, at your advocacy. Tell us a little, like, give us a little bit of insight into Glenn Hodge because I know you guys grew up with Glenn, right? Yeah, you were, school, you were yeah. the friends of older. Well, you, you have the Robert Ford connection and like Josh Sandman through yep. our best friend John. Right. So there's there's brother. like there's history here with friends. <clears throat> we you know guys, Glenn. You guys know yeah. Glenn. I don't know Glenn. So Glenn, tell me. Glenn tell and I me. yoged yoged together. Nice, yeah. nice. A lot back in the day, yeah. in the Shanti days. Yeah, um, definitely grew up a geek. Star Wars as as early as I could remember. Um, collecting all the the toys, being like, I could be R two D two because that was the character <laughs> I saw myself, and I was never a Jedi. I was like the support man. You were the beep boop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was there just for a good time. Um, and and yeah, like got into Dungeons and Dragons over the last few years. Run games for that. Um, you know, we were talking about enjoying different levels of shows and that. And I, I discovered like anime. It's a really good palate cleanse for a lot of those like more serious shows. We'll yeah. watch like an episode of The Last of Us and be like, I'm going to cry. But what if I watch One Piece and this funny little pirate guy? <laughs> so, you know, balance that out. Um, and yeah, for, for education, for advocacy, I was in university probably much longer than I needed to be. I was clinging on to a health plan because of my type one diabetes and Ooh. was like, this stuff isn't going to pay for itself. But if I'm in school, I get my dad's health plan. Yeah. I'll get another degree. Um, but I really like, did you actually think about it that way? Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Wow. Cool. That's, that's wild. Yeah. That is kind of, that's, that is, that's very wild. And yeah. speaks to like, just some of the flaws that we have mm-hmm. in our health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. B- because 
a big part of it was I didn't have at the time a clear cut like job or a field that I was going to go into. Ooh. And it was like, if I'm without a job for any amount of time, like how am I going to afford insulin pump supplies? How am I yeah. going to afford all these things? Um, and I was just like, all right, like I enjoy school. I love working. Uh, like I used to go to public schools and like judge science fairs and do science demonstrations for like grades one through five. Um, and I just like doing that and, and, you know, be being, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but the only comparison I can think of is like Dartmouth's Neil deGrasse Tyson, where it's just like, <laughs> Hey, like, have you considered this or thought about things in this way or like put new tools in your hands? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I did that for a really long time. And, and was your school physics? Were you a physics guy? I did physics because I wanted to do forensics with the RCMP and then they closed all their labs uh, from Ontario East and they were like, you could try to get a job, but you're not going to get it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to school. I did geology, still didn't find a lot of jobs. And I was like, I guess I'll do my master's uh, and I did my master's in applied science. Mm. Okay. What, and tell me, what's a, give me the rundown of applied science. So... I, that be like engineering. I think applied science was St. Mary's way of being like, Hey, I'm going to specialize in geology. They don't have like a master's in geology, but if you can make it like a practical use of geology, you can put it under the umbrella of applied science. So like I studied and specialized in gold mining. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then you would like, so in theory, I guess like the, the like career path that like stems off from there would be in mines, like exactly. working for mining companies. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so I picture you as the guy in Spelunky. Yes. You know, the little like Spelunky character. Falling off the edge, getting yeah. hit by a snake. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, is, yeah. what is Spelunky? I don't know. Uh, it's like, <laughs> like a, it's like a 2D platforming game that's really like cute and... Um, yeah, it's like a fun little. I remember the first game. time I learned what spelunking was, and uh, and it just made me want to do it so much more. Like going into a cave is cool, but when you call it spelunking, mm. how much more fun does that sound? Yeah, it's that rebrand. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is what I was picturing <laughs> when I said, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. in, like, yeah, okay, I get it. We'll so put all, it up on the screen. So right. all of this is like sort of in the name of of like opening up a career that's like in your wheelhouse of what you're interested in, but also kind of like staying in school because you've got type one diabetes and like this medication isn't paying for itself. So I either need like to be in school or for this like pretty obvious and, and directly clear career path to like open up for me. So you end up staying in school for you know, longer than I guess you planned. had intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's so interesting that um, like something that I haven't really considered that much, but you know we speak to a lot of people with chronic diseases on on the podcast, and that like gap between uh, university and like a salary sort of career job that has insurance and benefits, it's it's something that I haven't you know as somebody who grew up quote unquote like healthy, it's something that I never thought of like I was never worried about like where I was going to go to get insurance benefits. Um, but like that, that sort of transition from university to career, I imagine is so difficult going through like an undergraduate program and then trying to think about like what it would be like to get a salary career job after that, because most degrees don't prepare you to go into like nope. a salary degree, but, but, or sorry, into a salary job, but. But then you have to like go into some sort of master's. And then even then, like, you know, most employers want you to have like five years of experience before you apply. And you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to get experience? Like what what was that thought process like for you when you were in university? Was it always about just getting a job afterwards or? It, it was definitely getting a job where I felt I could contribute something and give something back from the job. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, a lot of times like people would continue into academia and just do research and that didn't like really, you know, tickle my fancy because I wanted what I was going to do to make a difference for somebody. Um, and so I was trying to balance that of I would like to do work that fulfills me. Like I don't want to, if I can help it, just have a job for the sake of paying for these things and be miserable. Mm -hmm. But again, balancing, well, 
if I have to be miserable for a bit, but I can afford these things. Um, I, I wanted to try to find that. And, and, and I did ultimately luck out with that. I stumbled into it, um, getting a job with TD. Um, I'm, I do like facilitation there. So I like train people. I do like put the tools in new hires in different people's hands to like understand what they're doing in a meaningful way and like Mm. try to empower them rather than like just do X, Y, Z. It's just like, okay, let's figure out what you want out of this and let's make it mean something to you. Um, And of course, a large bank is going to have very nice benefits. That that was appealing (laughs) at one point. uh, Only curious. Is that what you do now? (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. A a, a physicist who has a background (laughs) in rocks and gold mining Working at TD. <laughs> I, I am curious, though, like in terms of um, if insurance, if you didn't have insurance benefits, like how much would it cost to to pay for your so insulin cheap. and diabetes supplies? So the supplies on average, this is funny because I was starting to look at getting a new insulin pump because mine's well past uh, warranty and is getting pretty beat up. And I was reminded, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like six to eight thousand dollars for a pump. Uh, testing supplies per month. I use a continuous glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 days worth of sensors is $300. Yeah. So that lasts you 30 days. So you need to replace the sensor on the monitor? Or yeah, so I moved the sensor around to a new site where it'll because it's like because like a little it's like a little circular thing that like like somebody would somebody would just probably notice it as like a circular patch yeah more or less it's like a little bit raised mm-hmm. and you have to move that around and it's and and are you changing the actual is like that pat, patch in quotes looking thing that does that get swapped out or is that always the same and it's just a sensor on it so yeah there's like a little it almost looks like a little USB thumb drive mm-hmm. uh that costs with my health plan i got my first one recently i think that was like 70 or 80 dollars that's good for 90 days so that pops out of the sensor you put the new sensor in so the like adhesive patch and the needle that goes in mm-hmm. and then you connect the sensor that bluetooths to my phone right here's your blood sugar what oh. a game changer man glucose monitors i mean like i i've night and I've, day i've i've, I've like they they came to my attention in in terms of like uh, like performance stuff like a lot of athletes started started using them for monitoring their their sugars and stuff and uh, and Eddie Spriggs got that's cultural got, appropriation got, got one yeah that's right yeah that's right we're appropriating <laughs> athletes are appropriating from diabetics um, classic and, uh, cl- cl- classic athletes classic <laughs> athletes <laughs> and uh, and I I just think I just go oh my god what a game changer from having to you know prick your finger and take blood and put it into a thing and like mm. what kind of a change was that sounds expensive though it it is much <laughs> yeah. more expensive but even like being able to see trends of what my blood sugar looks like through the day and right. be like oh i'm always going high at this block of time i should adjust my insulin rates then oh my blood always spikes this way after i eat something mm-hmm. i should bolus a different way and being able to take like a reading a blood sugar that was a little bit of a roller coaster ride and starting to slowly like flatten it out, have it consistent, Mm -hmm. lower the blood sugars, uh, catch higher or lower blood sugars earlier because you're like, oh, this thing's dipping. I better Mm. nip this in the bud. Um, So even that quality of life change, and I've only had this for like maybe 20 days. It's been huge already. Oh, wow. And so for for type 1 diabetes, because I think... think, uh, sort of like popularly, like pop culturally, we're much more familiar with type 2 diabetes. It seems to be like the more common, more like in the news, in your face uh, type of diabetes where, correct me if I'm wrong, your pancreas, you become insulin resistant. Or sorry, not insulin resistant. Your your pancreas produces less insulin, so you're not getting sugar into your cells. Is Is that correct? And then type 1 diabetes is... Yeah, so so type two can be that and a an amount of insulin resistance. Okay, so your body's still trying to produce it, but it's not being absorbed and broken down the right way. Whereas type one, there there's nothing. the The there's factory n- has shut down. Okay. The islets aren't doing anything. So it's a hundred percent. You have to essentially manually You're fully do it. reliant on insulin mm. injections because yeah. your body's not making nothing. Exactly. Okay. 
So this is all super interesting, but the 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 funny part is none of this has anything to do with what we're actually here to talk about. And this is where I feel like this is where I feel like the story time with Glenn shall begin. Uh, Glenn, please bring us into this. this I am, uh, I'm so excited. This <laughs> I have no idea. Can you tell a tale that Rob really sold you? <laughs> can you can you tell us like? Can you get give us the little the little snippets? Well, that we so were so here's the thing. Here's like uh, pull pull back the curtain here a little bit. When I ask people to come on the show and we go through the process of booking, I ask for two things. I ask them for a bio, so I get a general sense of who they are. Um, and sometimes in the bio, there's a couple things where I go, oh, that's interesting. We could maybe talk about that. Actually, in Glenn's bio, he, he mentioned I have type 1 diabetes, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. You know. um, but then I also ask, I say, you know, I have your application. Typically, people will apply to be on the show. And there's like a fuck, they, you know, some people write a goddamn novel. And, and I have all, I don't need any more information because I have it all. Um, but, you know, say that person applied four years ago, because again, we're still just chipping away at this like ever-growing list of thousands and thousands of people. I'll say, hey, we're going we're gonna to have you on the show. Can you give me three to five like key speaking points, things that you definitely want to hit within the conversation? And sometimes people give three, sometimes people give five, sometimes people give 15. And that's sort of where I base the conversation. Okay, I have these speaking points. I know this is where we, like these are the things I absolutely want to get into the conversation somehow. You know, and sometimes like you guys will take the conversation, well, like the conversation will just go and I'll go, I got to, I got to find a way in here to, <laughs> to just interject so we can like say this one thing so we can transition away into this one piece that I know like they really want to get to. So I did the same thing with Glenn. I said, give me your bio and your, your speaking points. And of course, Glenn knew that this was kind of like a yeah. secret surprise story thing. So all, all I have here. I love and I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to say what the speaking points are. I'm going to say what I what I think we're probably going to be talking about. <laughs> okay. My guess. Don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil I it. I won't no, spoil it. No, I, no, no, no. I, I guarantee you there's, this is so vague. If I nailed this. <laughs> I would be surprised. It would be fucking wild. <laughs> oh, no. Just give us the speaking so, points. So, I don't even want to know so, your guess. So here's my guess. Here's my guess. Did you guys ever see the bit? that um, Nathan Fielder did like 11 years ago. But what ago. if you're right? Shh, I won't be. <laughs> Trust me, I won't be. The bit when he's in the doctor's office? When he's in the doctor's office. Nathan Fielder goes to the doctor. It's like one of my favorite sketches ever. <laughs> it's, it's like it was, didn't exist on any show. It was just online. It was just like Nathan's thing. He shot this like very short four-minute sketch. I highly suggest you go look, at, look for it. Nathan Fielder, doctor's appointment. He goes into the doctor... And it's his first time away from like he moved out of home. He's like living on his own in Toronto. Just finished business. Just school. finished business school. <laughs> I'm about he, to go. He goes. He goes for those people in their business endeavors. <laughs> he goes for his first checkup, and the doctor's you know checking his ears and checks his mouth and and like feels his glands. And he goes, okay. Um, so uh, I'll I'll just ask you to take down your pants. And Nathan's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll it's uh, I'll just get you to. Take your pants. T- take your pants down for for examination. He goes, seriously? And he's like, oh, are you not? Are you not comfortable with this? And Nathan's like, uh, uh yeah. C- can I just have a minute? And the doctor's <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. So he goes out, and then Nathan calls his mom. He's like, hey, mom, um, I'm at the doctor's, and he asked me to take my pants down. <laughs> and, and then and then you can't hear his mom. And then he goes, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Anyway, anyway that, that's like the bit, essentially, yada, yada, whatever. So I'm thinking this has something to do with like, you know, doctor asks you to drop trow, and when you do, the doctor goes, go! <laughs> you have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't, he, be, don't that even, shouldn't be on that. Don't even, don't, exactly don't, don't even indicate whether he's, whether, <laughs> just, just. Okay, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to wipe emotion away. Yep. Um, I mean, you're. You're in the ballpark and you're like at the vendor getting a hot dog with that. Okay. okay. So okay. you're, you know, it's not, not wrong. So yeah, I've, I, I've done this as a stand up bit recently too, in part because. But you do stand up as well? A little bit. I dabble as like a bit of a hobby. The fuck does this guy not do? <laughs> I do rocks. I do physics. I do gold. I'll do your insurance. Whatever and you want. I'll tell you a joke. Tell you a joke. And I, I, I wanted to do it 
because part of why I started doing stand up was it, it's like such a cathartic way for me to like work through my life and different aspects of Ooh. it. And this thing was just so unbelievable. And, and once I got through and spoiler alert, I am healthy. Uh, once I got through and was like, okay, I am healthy. I was like, I got to share this on stage. And so I like still trying to think of the best way to broach it because it is a medical anomaly that I have fairly rare. And so you're familiar with health stuff. You do sick boy podcasts. You're familiar with kidney stones. Yeah. Unpleasant. Apparently Um, the worst, like not a great time. So I have that, but my body being the cool body that it is was like, (laughs) kidney stones are too normal. We're going to produce the stones in your testicles. So I have testicular stones. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, the rock guy, the rock guy has stones in his balls. This makes sense. Do you blame this on on your geology program? I, yeah, they don't (laughs) say being too close to rocks all the time will have a negative effect on your body. Um, so yeah, it's so what it's, the fuck does that even mean? So <laughs> on hindsight 2020, I realized this is probably something I've had for a while in my life, but it became much more present about a month ago. I had become recently single, hadn't had sex with anyone for quite a while, recently discovered that I'm on like the asexual spectrum. I'm demi, so like I need a connection. Mm-hmm. And I met up with this person on Tinder and was like trying to find out if we have a connection, things were getting like exciting and like getting closer to potentially having sex. And I started getting this like pain in my abdomen. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is, did I eat something? Did I like, am I just in my mid thirties and move weird? And as things kept getting more exciting, the pain was getting worse. and was like kind of spreading down into my groin uh, and even like my right testicle was starting to like kind of hurt. And this is during like sexy time. Yeah. Okay. In the middle of like of of or or are we talking like the the sort of you know the 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 slow game of foreplay with yeah. the new person that you don't really you know it's kind of like I'm attracted to you but we're like we're taking things yeah. real slow and we're we're moving towards sure 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 okay okay and this pain kept like building up and I'd been noticing a bit of this pain building up the weeks before but it was never super prominent and it it started getting like pretty bad. And I was like, I, I don't think I can do anything more like I, like it kind of hurts to stand up a little bit. Like I have this sharp pain that's like cutting through here. And she was like, yeah, OK, yeah, no, sure. So we went to sleep. She left the next day and I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to waste kind of being worked up. So I took myself on a little J date. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I've never heard you, I've never heard anybody say that. But it makes so much but sense. But it makes so much sense. But then also, I know that J-Date is like a Jewish dating uh, like app. Yeah, so, for, so, so for anybody who's confused, he had a wank. Yes. I took myself on a, a solo expedition. And you went spelunking, one might say. Yeah, I was exploring my own cave. I don't know. I'm losing this thread. And the pain was still kind of persistent, but it wasn't enough that I reached that point of just like, Oh, whatever I can go through it. And I felt this like, Oh no movement, something like cleansing. And I looked down and I saw red and I was like, no, well, that's not great. Right. That's scary. So like first thing Google is like, is blood and semen normal? And it was just like, well, actually for some guys more normal than you think. Like if it's persistent, um, but like surprisingly, like, not super bad. It's like, wow. Uh, okay, I did not expect weird. that from Dr. Google. <laughs> I expected you're going to die imminently. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Google would be like, your penis will fall off in 10. Yeah. There, there, Nine, there were some things eight. where it was like, keep reading. If you're brave. And I was like, you know what? It hasn't got that bad. I won't go through the rest of the list. Um, and then I was kind of bored that day. And so I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'll take myself for another wank there. And it happened again. And I was just like, again, kind of like shocked to see it. And, I kid you not, I was like looking at it, just like trying to process it. And it wasn't that it was like a ton. There was like a tint of color to it. Right. But it kind of like, it, it glittered almost. Like something was catching light in a different way. Like, so, a, like a mineral. Like a mineral. <laughs> you know what's so crazy about this versus like, like as a, as a scientist, were you partly curious about like 
checking it like the reason why you went and had your second wank of the day was it like was it like partly like I take a oh, sample. I'm a bit concerned about this thing and like i kind of got to apply the scientific method here a, a and see, little a little bit see see like, there's anything... is there reproducibility of yeah. this outcome <laughs> right cool. and so i was like taking a bit of a closer look at it and i noticed again what kind of looked like little clusters of what i thought at the time was maybe blood and i was like looking at it closer being inquisitive and i noticed it was like little stones and i was just like huh okay forget the blood in the semen stones is a completely new like how so yeah like what are we talking here we talking like like great like grains of salt or even smaller a bit smaller than grains like Somewhere between like fine table salt and coarse salt, like not sure. super big. Okay, and if you like took your you know your jizz and you put it like pinched it between your fingers and you sort of did this thing where you're like, you know that weird thing that Matthew McConaughey does with his fingers every time he's driving that fucking Lexus. <laughs> would you feel the like grand? Like, could you? Is it like was it was like enough a that you very could feel small grit to it? Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh my goodness. And so again, being curious, I was like. All right, well, I guess I'm reading the rest of this blood and semen yeah. thing to see, like, okay, is stones normal to come out? So I read the a rest of the grit. semen thing. Do you own a, do you personally own a micro, micro do you personally own a microscope? I don't, sadly. <laughs> hey, I know I've been out of school for two years, but uh, I've got this sample I want to check out. No questions asked, right? I call it my science contact. <laughs> so, so I went through the rest of the thing. And there was nothing like, hey, stones are normal in there. And it did get to that thing where it's just like, if you bleed more times, your your penis is going to eject off and you will die. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, well, shit, I got to start looking up stones in cum. And <laughs> that took me on. Cum stones. That took me on its own wonderful. I'm on a search list now somewhere. 100%. And having been familiar with like looking up research papers and being mindful of how to like look in that I was sifting through and I could only find like two or three papers and they were massively inconclusive. It was like, maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's this disease. Maybe it's not like stones are massively inconclusive. And I was like, ah, there's the internet fear that I needed. Yeah. Mm. Just like total uncertainty, total uncertainty. Um, but like, Two of the papers were just like, oh, people with testicular cancer also in mm. rare cases had this. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I kind of like sat on it a bit and it's just like, okay, I mean, I probably should get this checked out, but like, I'm going to wait a few days again, see if there's a reproducibility and like kind of went away and started repeating itself every so often over a month. And I was like, all right, this really doesn't seem normal. Like I know if you have kidney stones, that's usually something that you have to go get checked out, let alone this. So I called my doctor's office, bless my doctor. I love my doctor and you know, the health system's pretty strapped. My doctor doesn't generally book eight to nine weeks out. So I was like, I got to see my doctor. So I call, I say, hi, what can we do? I said, I have to see my doctor like ASAP. She's like, well, no, you know, he's booking. I said, listen, when I come, there's stones in it. And there's a pause. And the woman goes. And she was like, when you come, sorry, when, when you come into the, you're going to bring stones with you. No, 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 no. When I come. Yeah. There are stones. See? Yeah. You am. Real excited. And she goes, Yeah. You probably would want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, yeah. yeah, we're on the same page. She goes, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get you a phone interview with him tonight, like a phone appointment. So I'm sitting around waiting all day, like, again, kind of stressed, not knowing what it means, wondering, hey, have, have I been more tired than normal? Like, how, how about feeling? Like, trying to assess other things. You jerk off again just to make sure <laughs> again, <laughs> just to be positive. And, and just, to, just to clarify, like, <laughs> is 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 ejaculating painful or is it still like something that is a net positive for you? It's not painful, but it is a, a bizarre, weird feeling. It hurts so good. Yeah, it's it does like it. It's again net positive. the The end conclusion still double thumbs up. Yeah, right. I get there, um, but it, it is one of those things where it's not like 
ouch. It's just like, I don't think my penis was made to do this. Like this yeah. is not factory setting. Yeah. Um, because it's, I'm trying to think of like a comparison. Uh, like it's, it's clearing something out and like, I can feel the blockage. I can feel the pressure mounting like with the ache. And oh, then when fuck. it, I can feel like the set of stones, like move up through what must be the vast deference and everything. And then like, I feel, Oh, that's the track oh, inside of me wow. and it's coming out. Wow. There. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it kind of makes me think of maybe what, you know, got, do you guys know when you have to pee so bad yes. that, and you're yeah. holding it and, you, and it hurts a bit, but then there's that relief oh, when like you finally are able so to there be is an, a, an added relief because like the instant, like, I think it helps too that like the whatever the serotonin or whatever boost is of ejaculation like really helps be like, oh, don't worry, all the bad stuff's out now. I hope right, I don't yeah. I hope I don't accidentally um uh spoil a like a prescribed treatment. Uh but like I'm when you say that there's like a relief, I'm like <laughs> Are you supposed to jack off like multiple <laughs> times a day to just like clear the, right, because clear like, the keep the pipes clear? It's like blowing a snot rocket just out of yes. your dick. Yeah. hundred percent. It's not. Uh, uh, ah, there we go. Yeah. So you have your phone appointment. So I have the phone appointment and the doctor calls me and goes, I, mm, I was talking with the front desk and said, you've been having some discomfort or you're passing stones. And I was like, yeah, you could say I'm passing stones. <laughs> And so a few of the guys <laughs> in my family have had like chronic issues with kidney stones. And I was like, yeah, I've been passing stones. And my doctor starts to like cut me off and he's like, okay, well, you know, it's normal. Try to stay. And I was like, no, no doctor. Uh, I'm not going to dox my doctor, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, um, they only come out when I come. And again, there's this pause and he goes, oh, you know, the sound a doctor should make yeah, being confused yeah. at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, that shouldn't happen. I was like, again, great to be on the same page. <laughs> Little worried that you're saying it shouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm, I am not even going to attempt to touch this. I'm directly booking you with urology. I was yeah. like, clever. Yeah. Let's go right to the top on this one. <laughs> so he puts in the requests and I don't hear anything for like six months. Again, seeing a specialist I know is probably going to be hard. Uh, six months. Are you I, just, wow. Are you just coming just sand <laughs> the whole time? I have made my own rock garden. <laughs> 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 Find my daily zen. <laughs> um, but I, I call him to renew some prescriptions. And he's like, yeah, so how is urology? And he's like, I, I haven't even gone in. He's like, oh, no, we're not standing for this. Like, I'm... I'm calling them again, like, keep your eyes peeled. And, and within a week, I get a call from urology, which is interesting. Um, most times when I get calls from, like, the diabetic clinic, my clinic's, like, private name, private number, it straight up was just, like, urology is calling you. And it's like, cool, <laughs> this is dope. <laughs> and so pick up. Yeah. And they're like, hi. Yeah, we, we've got your appointment. We're calling to confirm. Like, uh, make sure you come with a full bladder because we're going to get you to pee uh, and we'll see you in a week. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to clear my books. So I like go to work. I'm like, I have to see the doctor in a week. So I'm not going to be around for like the afternoon. They're like, yeah, that's fine. What are you seeing them for? And I was like, I'm not going to talk about it yet. And they're like, oh, because like I'm a fairly open person. Sure. They're like, your secrecy, like, are you okay? And I was like, I think, I don't know. We're going to find out. I'll update you. <laughs> Is that common for like an employer to be like, what are you going in for? I think that's not common. Or it's not, not common, but I'm I'm fairly familiar and friendly. Like, right. Okay. So the they're like, they're so like, like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, it depends yeah, on your it, relationship, I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, 100%. if you don't have a close relationship with them and they're asking, yeah, but that, yeah, then yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, if I had a doctor, like, fuck yourself. Yeah. If yeah. I had a doctor's yeah. appointment tomorrow, and one of you guys asked what it was for, I'd be like, I'm, I'm calling HR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I pick up the phone and tell you to fuck off. No, you have to fuck off. What are you doing? What's it for? And actually, you're obligated to talk about it publicly. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're gonna live mic you in disappointment. <laughs> We've done that. <laughs> we actually have. We yeah. actually done that. We actually have. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. 
Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I get ready. I'm going in. I'm chugging water and I get in. Um, and urology is just down on the corner of Roby and Spring Garden. It's that big medical complex, which I'd never been in. So I go in, and the first part that was, I thought this was super cool. I've gone to a lot of hospitals. I've peed in a lot of cups for different tests and that. I don't know about your level of peeing in cups for medical purposes. So many times. I've been to urology at that building. Okay. Mm. So I go in, I'm prepared to pee in a cup, and they're like, pee in there. And there is this like five liter jug under like a giant c- cylinder um what's the thing that you pour that funnels water in um why am i blanking on that word a f- bleaker beaker a funnel maybe funnel? yeah funnel yeah. Yeah, so it's like, like a, this just huge... a straight up like giant fucking bucket funnel yeah and i walk in i'm like this is cool yeah and they're like yeah yeah we just, you know we just want to make sure we get everything and i was like, like yeah, yeah, yeah I could, lots of people in it every single day i <laughs> could no scope this thing yeah. from like across the way like i literally <laughs> took picture and sent it to like a few of my diabetic friends because i was just like i'm living the high life what's up <laughs> and so i do that I go back and they're like, yeah, they're ready to see you. So I come in and this doctor's sitting there with his fingers steepled. And he's like, hey, welcome, Glenn. Good to have you in. I was like, hey, glad to be here. And he's like, so I was reading your file and uh, your family doctor was like, you're having some issues with your penis. And I was like, I am having issues with my penis. Thank you for seeing me. It's funny how doctors always start conversations the way. It's like, you know exactly why I'm here. Like, they wrote it down. Yeah, you wrote it down. You're looking Hopefully. at a chart. And you're asking me in this weird way where then I have to like confirm <laughs> that that's what's happening and like anyway i think there's a reason for that i'm sure there is yeah, yeah. And, I'm sure and it's the, like I foreplay mean, the, I, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's so the doctor can like feel horny about the, the job <laughs> yeah know? weird yeah. thing i started feeling horny too i got that pain in my gut i was just like oh, <laughs> oh wow you're asking, Who you're asking the right questions doc. Yeah. and it's like yeah i'm in he's like i've heard you've been passing some stuff i was like yeah passing <laughs> some stones and he's like yeah t- tell me about it and i was like well when I come, there's stones in them. And he's like, all right, so they're not kidney stones. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not because it's never when I'm peeing unless my kidney's sending the stones on a real cool journey that end up in <laughs> vast deference town. And he's like, all right. Yeah, I read about this. Um, that's, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> Just like, wow. Oh, so he was like, a urologist. Wow. And he's like, Glenn, I've been doing this for 15 years. Never seen anything like this. I was like, Oh God. And then he's like, don't worry. I reached out to my colleague who is like a urology specialist. So even beyond being just a urologist, he's like the top tier of urology. And he's like, I talked with him. He sent me a couple papers. I was like, I can't remember by the names. So I was like, oh, by these guys. He's like, you read them. I was like, I did my homework. What's up? I know science. <laughs> and now you're like, and then, but then at the same time, you're kind of like, Oh no, we're equally educated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. do we I both know the exact now? same information? You, <laughs> what are you gonna do now? Yeah. And so he was like, "All right, um, first things first. Almost not cancerous. It's almost likely that it's not cancerous. We're just gonna cut you off at the pass there." And immediately, like a weight was lifted off my Definitely, shoulders. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, thank God." He's like we're not sure of why it happens, the exact mechanism, because it's like, it is extraordinarily rare. Um, but like, we're going to get you on the table, going to do a little bit of a test and just check some other things, make sure that nothing else is at play. And so again, being diabetic and being pretty comfortable with my body. Like I immediately, I'm just like, how naked do you want me on this table? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, just this. And so like, Stripped down. He's feeling around my groin, feeling my testicles. He's like pushing on stuff, going around. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah. He's like, sit up, put your pants back on. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like anything else is at play. Like nothing apparently cancerous, nothing. He's like, it seems like it is just the stones. And he's like, so here's what we know. And what I heard from my friend is that it's mostly benign, right? Like we've, we've never really seen it be an issue of anything. It's just this is your lot in life now. And I was like, cool. 
hurry what a lottery to li- like win and he's like yeah uh it's not cancerous but like again we the best that we know is that the the stones form and then they get up into uh the seminal vesicles and if they build up over too much time then they'll clump together as stones and you'll pass a larger stone and so it is funny that you mentioned this he goes um so what you're gonna need to do is just um and this is i'm gonna quote him here i'm sorry for listeners who are not in the medical know-how he goes you're gonna have to keep them pipes clean and i was like oh my god you're a doctor what and he laughs he goes you heard me i was like seriously he's like that's what you got to do i was like did you just give me a prescription to nut he's like yeah i did it's <laughs> like yes. that on paper and he's like no i'd get in trouble for that one <laughs> <laughs> i had to ask i was like seriously he's like yeah as long as you don't let it build up for too much time like it doesn't have a chance to so just like keep that pipe flowing and i was like what's the frequency of this prescription (laughs) and then he and then he blew you (laughs) yeah he's like just like this i was like i'm gonna need an example (laughs) (laughs) how exactly do i think this and and, and so to to jump ahead a little um what seems to work is at least every second day if i start dipping into every third and fourth day sometimes it can build up enough but like if i not one a day or once every second day i haven't had it repeat so you don't you don't like do you if you keep it if you keep that frequency do you even not even feel it at all nothing it doesn't produce stones like it's keeping things long enough which is um and 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 we'll we'll bring it back around. There's still more story to the doctor's mm-hmm, office, mm-hmm. but it has it has drastically changed my relationship with like masturbating. Totally, it is just like there is this little part of my brain now where it's just like doing my daily medicine. This is yeah, therapy yeah. now versus just like yeah. oh I'm horny and I want release. It's just like it's that, but it's also like hey I'm being kind to my body. I'm being healthy, which is like a weird yeah, duality. Yeah. It, does it, it, is there a part of does, does it there, change the like the the <laughs> the self pleasure part and, yeah, and like does it become that. does it become more because like i have had so many conversations with people about like the, the like the notion of self love and the importance of self love and and a lot of people a lot of people tend to fall into this habit of just like of 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 masturbating for just maintenance Mm. And and sometimes even in couples, like you'll see couples just like having sex for maintenance. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of takes away from like the the passion or like the the like embodied sort of physical act that you're doing. And it just becomes this like eh, wank, wank, and then you're done and you go off and, you know, wash your hands, go and do your thing. As yeah. opposed to like really sitting down and being like, I'm going to I'm going to meditate on the fact that I'm going to bust a load right now. That kind of thing. Like, so does it does it take away from from that or does it in this weird sense of like taking care of my body sort of add to that or it is um i i haven't found it to be like that yet but there there are definitely moments where it, it has become a bit of a schedule where it's just <clears throat> like oh man i haven't nutted in a couple of days and like mm. I, pro- I probably should do that gotta get that done um yeah. mm. but I, I i do find that with the, the material that I use, OnlyFans, paying for it, ethical porn, y'all, ethical porn, yeah. um, is still good enough that it's just like, all right, I am here to do this almost by appointment, but then like I do get to a point of like, okay, I am doing this because it's pleasurable, this feels yeah. good, it is self-love, and then it's just like, there we go, I also looked after my body a bit, yeah, I haven't right. had it to a point. I've also been single long enough where it's just like a fairly regular schedule of sure. of jerking off is mm. kind of nice. Yeah. Are you, can, I, can I ask another question that might be a little bit, maybe too personal? Give it. As a, as someone who is demisexual, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, which, which I actually, I actually didn't know until very recently that that fell under the umbrella of asexuality. Same. Um, so for people who aren't familiar and correct me if I'm wrong, but like demisexual is, um, is someone who, uh, really needs to feel a like deep bond, emotional connection with someone before they, before they are like, um, apt to like be sexually involved with someone. Yes. Um, so, so, and so I guess the reason why that would fall under the umbrella of asexuality is that like, there's probably a, a lack of sexual desire unless you have that one key component, which is like, for lack of a better term, love. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
does that does that affect your like your ability to like get off? You know, like um, is that is is the OnlyFans thing like a, a way for you to kind of feel like a bit more of a a connection to the person you're jerking off to as opposed yeah. to like just some random video off Pornhub or something? That that definitely does help. And it's something I've reflected on a lot because from what I've seen, even for like asexuality, demisexuality, is there's I may, maybe just more of a smaller community. Maybe it's not as open as other avenues of different types of sexuality. And and something that had me going for a long time wondering like, oh, am I demi? Am I actually asexual? Because like I would feel horny at certain moments is that there can also still be a recognition of aesthetic beauty. So like sure. I can see something and um, it, it's, uh, you know, being like, oh yeah, like this person is aesthetically very attractive, very beautiful. And I can like use my imagination to a certain amount. And then that personal touch of Pornhub or not Pornhub, sorry, OnlyFans um, does help it. Mm. Um, but I do find that like, if it's an in-person thing, like, yeah, there was a couple times where I tried uh, hooking up with someone after being in a somewhat long-term relationship. And it was like, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, am I just like too stressed? Am I like anxious? And then the TikTok algorithm being way too good started feeding me a bunch of stuff about demisexuality. And I was like, what that's a coincidence. So Weird. Right. Yeah. And then it started <laughs> yeah. being like, oh, that's me. That's, mm. oh. Yeah. And I like started reflecting on past relationships and like yeah. having only yeah. ever slept with people that like I had dated for a very long time and yeah. like built that connection with. Right. I, I felt that way. Like that's probably why I haven't really ever watched porn because I feel like I really need to have a connection with someone to be like sexually aroused and attracted to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why you should pay for OnlyFans because you can DM them. Just have like really, really like deep uh, conversation with. Your, fortunately, I, I which, when it's actually yeah, it's actually probably being run by girlfriend. a company where it's like a guy, <laughs> like a dude in a in like a room who's like texting twenty five people at once. You hot? What up? Yeah, Andrew State. Oh God, I'd be uh, I'd be very interested to see like how it evolves over time for you, like your relationship to masturbation, like in mm -hmm. that con in that context, mm -hmm. because like I. I my listeners know, and obviously you guys know, I have a one-year-old daughter. We, she, she came to us through IVF and pre IVF, we had to have sex like, and, and just to do with my, my, with Kyla's kind of like irregular, um, menstruation cycle and ovulation cycle, we would like sometimes be having sex for like 10 days straight mm -hmm. and, Right, like, and it becomes this routine like, yeah. kind of like and like fuck, and, and, fuck, and like chore and almost, and right? like that over yeah. the period of over a year. Yeah, and so like yeah, the notion of having sex ten days in a row in month one was like very different to what yeah. having sex ten days in a row mm -hmm. was in like month fourteen, where by day six I was literally like, yeah. like like sitting on the edge of the bed, like I was getting ready to play a game that I just needed to like yeah. get my head into and be like, you got to yeah. fucking yeah, go you, in there you can only, and you got to fuck, you just got to do clear you eyes, open heart. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can only light candles so much in a week before they burn out completely. Also, I just want to correct you there. You said that you, that Zaya came to you through IVF, but it, in reality, Zaya came to you through the grace of God. That's right. So, yeah, God is by so, the grace of God. So yeah, yes. All right. Full stop. Don't and fucking forget it. Praise a our stork Savior. delivered her. That's yeah, right. named God. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. it was super easy for Kyla. That's right. Yeah, and Kyla had no issues whatsoever, and God um, delivered. Uh, and every, God, Jesus played a major role. All right, so we'll, we'll bring this back in at the end. First of all, th thank you for thanks oh. for answering that, and thanks for being so yeah. like. Um, uh, open to like just just talking about that um, because I, I think that's you know it's 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 interesting that this came up today um, because literally I think it's either tomorrow or no sorry next week we're actually having a woman on the show who um, specializes in in um, uh, asexuality oh cool um, and so I'm really excited to kind of have that conversation with them about asexuality is something we've never talked about on the show before except for like one feel good friday episode so um this is just kind of like a fun little thing for me to kind of nice get my juices flowing there so thank you for, thank you for that but um i know there's more to the story yes. right there, there speaking is more of getting doctors. your juices get, speaking, <laughs> speaking of getting your rocks off literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so 
I'm in the doctor's office. He gives me basically the all clear, but just like, and, and it's funny, like I remember, I think I was in junior high and it was junior high health and hearing the first time that like some people chronically have kidney stones and being a kid being like, that's so horrifying. And then the doctor being like, if you don't nut enough, you will forever have testicle, t- testicular stones. And it's just like, oh boy. So I'm getting ready to go. And as I get up, he was just like, oh, hey, quick question though. Um, when you were at your family doctor's, he, he gave you a, a prostate exam, right? I said, well, no, um, it was all over the phone. And he goes, well, you are here. And I was like, I am here. And you did the other checks to make, yeah, okay. I wasn't thinking of having this done. I'd never had a prostate exam before, but like, yeah, sure. Whatever. He's like, all right, go over to the table again. It's like, yep. Um, and just being like an actually anxious person, uh, I was like, it like, is there anything I have to do or prepare? Like I, this is not a procedure I'm familiar with. Like I know the broad strokes of it. Can like, you, well, can you come <laughs> have a prostate exam? Possibly. I'm sure if, cause if they, G-spot. if they kept it going long enough and, and you said faster and they did faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's about the technique. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm just, I didn't know how sensitive it was. And I mean, I, I like, I, I was, I was obviously joking there, but like I Doubt that's common, but I'm sure you need more. I'm sure there's some people out there where like hair trigger. Oh, it's yeah. Sure. It's okay. just like, a okay. Boop. Cool. Um, and so I was like, you know, what should I expect or what should I do? And he's like, well, all it is, is, uh, digitally inserting one of my digits. And I was like, oh, we're now we're using doctor speak where a minute ago, we were like, bust a nut, bud. And he laughed and he's like, yeah. And he looks over and goes, oh, I'm, I'm all out of lube. I'm going to get lube. You get yourself comfy and I'll be back. And he's gone. And that is one of the most stressful questions. The same thing of when you go to like a masseuse and it's like undressed to your comfort. It's like, what does that mean? I have, what's your comfort? What is my comfort? (laughs) What's our co comfort? (laughs) So I'm sitting, I'm standing there looking at the table and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like I I see on TV, it's like bend over and cough, but like TV's lied to me before. And I'm looking at like the stirrups and it's like, well, women get in and when they have a checkup, they like sit in with the stirrups and it's like, Nah, but like I'm lower than that, so it needs. Do I? And so, so you have like no idea what position <laughs> you're even supposed so to funny. be in. So I drop trout, and I'm like, I guess. Like I put the feet in this way. No, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. That's- so I am perched. I am on like display at a dog show. My ass in the air, uh, and I was like. Yeah, no wonder people hate prostate exams. This is dehumanizing. This is humiliating. I hate this. Please tell me he walks in and goes, what the fuck are you doing? He walks in and just starts laughing. Again, the greatest noise to hear a doctor about before getting a finger in my ass. And I was just like, oh. And he's like, Glenn, no. I was like, what? He's like, you just got to lay on your side and like curl your knees up to your chest. It's like, you literally couldn't have told me that before you left. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know what? You did protest many times that you've never done this before. Why would you know? Like, yeah. You know, you a hundred percent gave me no information <laughs> oh, to go on. You gave me zero to work off on that. And so, so like funny. curl up and he's like, you ready? And I was like, yeah, just stick it in. I'm done with this. <laughs> Goes in, feels around. He's like, yep, you're good. Pulls the finger out, gives me a little tap on the butt. He's like, hey, you're good for 15 years now, bud. Bingo. That's it. Hell yeah, I'm wicked. And he's like, oh, you know, if more blood comes out of you for any reason, come back in. I was like, that seems like a given, but sure. (laughs) And as I was getting ready to go, uh, a thought that had crossed my mind uh, that I've been like, had been toying with at some point was like, oh, what if I get a vasectomy? Is, Mm. I don't know where Mm -hmm. the line of things are, like, like get a rock build up is that bad and so i tell him that and he goes ah now we catch you downstream and again i was like why are you so casual with your medical candor what <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, laughed yeah. he's like you'll be good to go i was like i'm i kind of hope i come back to see you but i hope i never see you again. <laughs> and, and then i left and i, I think was, you're cool <laughs> Not yeah 100%. can we hang out wait Maybe? wait so so if you get the vasectomy because they take care of you downstream. What does that mean though? Like that's cause like yeah, to me, question. that's still like, Oh, but maybe the rocks just build up in your balls and then. Well, so he, he catch. Well, yeah, maybe I, <laughs> you're like, actually, seem, I'm not really clear. He didn't seem concerned. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so rare that I'd be like, 
Where's the confidence in this coming <laughs> well, Do you guys want to see something kind of fucking interesting? My crystal vast deference. Here we uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one second. Clink, clink, clink. I found a photo of a uh, of a. So did did anyone use the the term seminal ves- uh, vesicle um, stone? Uh, I, I, he talked about that the stones may form in the seminal vesicle, like congregate. Okay, okay. So like they could they could they could be they could form in the balls but end up in the semin- uh, seminal vessel. So it's what Jer found on Google. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if like, again, because it's not understood and going from where I've felt the pain, like I, I definitely do get discomfort in the testicles. And so like I'm and like it's isolated to one testicle. Right. So I, I wonder if like the start of the, the, the little like germinating seed starts there and then if it builds up too much in the seminal vesicle, that's when it, but again, like who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Well, do you want to see a stone that did build up in the seminal vesicle that had to be removed? Hell yeah. Oh, it's probably, bad. uh, the one on the right is the stone. Holy fuck. I mean, hold on. Let me see that. Uh, the one on the <laughs> left is the seminal vesicle wall that also had to be extracted with it. That stone I mean, is... How big is the syringe, though? What's I mean, a, that syringe is... A syringe uh, for ants. I, I mean, it's a fucking syringe, yeah, for I know, one. But, uh, but like, know, d- how big is any syringe? It doesn't really... It, it's not, it isn't a syringe for ants. It is... <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fucking syringe that you can hold with your hand. I mean, that stone, regardless of how yeah. big that syringe is, that's a big... That's a rock. That's a rock. And that's you know, not a stone. And you know what, you know what like, this speaks to? is like, obviously, it's rare. 10 centimeters in, oh, in diameter. Oh, in diameter. Yeah, they, They've not gotten that big. Oh. You know, you know what that you know what that <laughs> speaks to. I mean, like, and, and this could be anybody, but like, um, you know, I mean, we know just statistically that that men going to see doctors for like for anything that's like genitalia related is like there's just a massive obstacle there, huge and literally and figuratively in this sense. <laughs> and so, I mean, you think about. You think about like the sort of like mental struggles that somebody can go through when they, you know, if you're not, maybe if you, maybe for whatever reason, maybe like, you know, your parents are slightly different. Your friend group is slightly different. Your yeah. like interests in school are slightly different. Like all of these things can lead you to a place where when you feel that you go, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Oh, I can walk it off. I'll sleep it off. Yeah. Like I am so thankful that. Again, like you said, just the conditions in my life and one of the silver linings of type 1 diabetes and being in and out of doctor's offices all the time, it it, it, it didn't feel concerning for me in that way. It wasn't just like, oh, I can't tell someone. It was just like, I better get my rig fixed up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to let this go. But yeah, I've, I've definitely talked to and know people in my family who may who might never have seen a doctor about that and it's just like oh i guess i just live with stomach pain now for the rest of my yeah. life it could be very easy for it for for you to like for you to be it could be very it could be very easy for you to be like donald trump in like march 2020 being like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> two weeks few people on a cruise ship <laughs> you'd be in, you'd, you'd be you'd be amazed at how much I know about this. Even the doctors are t- are saying, "Oh my god, he knows so much about this. I can't believe how much he knows." It's the all going to be it's all going to be gone. The doctor came to me crying. He was so proud of me. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then and then because you are you know I just it like that is so horrific seeing that image to be like the pain that that person lived with. I can't imagine. Or probably oh, years yeah. and years. We checked one out. Oh, oh I want to ten, yeah. a 10 centimeter wide stone. Oh yeah. Luckily so. my urethra, 11 centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> if it fits. I'm curious, Glenn, uh, you, you've, you mentioned uh, before in particular about stand up, but I, I think I also know that talking about it's been important for you in general and processing it. Can you, can you talk a little bit about why that is? It's, it definitely helps to continue to keep things, you know, in the light. It normalizes things. It, it allows me to, you know, the more that I tell people, you know, connect with like, Oh, the, if I had gotten, 
critically sick. Like the, these are the effects that I could have had in my friend and family groups, right? The people Ooh. that I care about. Um, and I've definitely known a few people in my family that have started going to doctors a bit more. I'm not saying because like I am so open, but I, I think it it's that normalization of being okay to talk about things that can be scary, can be weird. And, you know, as I mentioned, that whole story is just so bizarre. Like if any one of those isolated things happened on their own, that's a pretty funny story. But to like span and all the ups and downs, I was like, this writes itself. I'm just going to tell this story, but like it, it allows me to reflect on like, okay, like I'm glad that my health is good. I'm glad that I keep people that I care about in the know how I'm glad that I can talk about testicular health and like adjacently sexual health and have people be like, Oh, maybe it is okay to be a bit more open and like go get tested more or do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just a big fan of being open to try to get other people to open up. Yeah. In, in terms of like the, your relationship too, what, like you said, you were dating, just starting to date this person at the time. Um, how is that? evolved are you are you still seeing that person no we didn't see each other after like a week after like that fizzled <laughs> out pretty quick because uh again that was something where they wanted a much more casual physical relationship and i was like just starting to put the pieces together ooh, ooh, that right. i was demi and, and so like that fizzled out um ooh. but like the, the <laughs> there there has been a couple a few women that i've talked to who um, it's interesting because as I would tell different people, there's often a common reaction. Like usually when I tell guys, it's like testicular stones or like seminal vesicle stones. And there's the like, Ugh, please not me. <laughs> and one of the most common thing I've heard from women is just like, can I see? Would I, would I feel it if it happened? Has it happened? <laughs> yeah, right. Have you put yeah, right. rocks in someone? I was like, not that I, not that I You're know. like, you're just a walking <laughs> ovipositor. Just like, <laughs> let me... <laughs> Let me plant these <laughs> eggs in you. These eggs that you can literally feel with your fingers. <laughs> one, one of the jokes that I was using for it with stand-up was just like, I know the modern women are like witchy and love crystals, and hey, my body's just trying to give them what they want. <laughs> Dude, you can charge this in the full moon every month. Uh, yeah. Oh, you don't like pearl necklaces? What about crystal necklaces? <laughs> there, there is like something like like there's very much something to be said about like i mean I, I i feel like partly because of this show but then the show because of like you guys and just like our i guess what we have like kind of um you know we've all like influenced each other in terms of like what we are like how we are um obviously not me. And I'm me. I'm me. Just me. <laughs> You're just you. And I'm only me in a vacuum. You guys mean nothing to him. Everybody <laughs> else is influenced by you, but That's you are right. influenced by nobody. I'm the main character. And, uh, and you know, like I, I'm like very much the type of person that if I had seen that urologist and I, I'm assuming you're probably kind of similar, Glenn is like, if I'd seen that urologist and had this experience, you know, and I went somewhere and someone was like, how are you? I'd be like, I got stones in my balls. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that would be like the, cause that's like really what's going on. Like that is what's going on with me. Yeah. It's not good. It's not fine. It's not like same old, like living the dream. It's like, mm -hmm. I got stones in my balls. It's like, certainly I, interesting. It's certain. And it's, and it, and it is what, and it is what's interesting. Like it is the reality of our lives. And, and, and most people are, you know, quote unquote, living the dream or like they're fine yeah. or whatever. And it's fucking boring because mm -hmm. there is something going on with you and whether it's sad or it's awesome, it's interesting nonetheless. And talking about those things is helpful. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, and I do find it funny because sometimes then we'll go like Kyle and I will be going somewhere and she'll be like, she'll be like, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I know you're, I know you're just so fucking radically honest about like everything. <laughs> so like maybe just don't just, tone it down with my grandmother. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like. I remember when I was going through with it, I didn't tell a lot of people because I didn't know what was going on. And growing up type one diabetic, you know, parents and family and all that extremely protective. And I love that. But if there was even a whiff of like, Hey, I don't know, maybe I do have cancer. They would have been so stressed out Ooh. that I would have been a stressed out nightmare. So Ooh. I was like, all right, I'm going to tell like two people, that I know can keep things under wraps and will be supportive 
and concerned, but they won't be like, oh my God, are you dying? You're probably dying. Mm-hmm. Let's get a will in order. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of the same thing is like, as soon as I had that, well, even if I had known if it was good or bad, as soon as I got the confirmation, I was like, okay, I can start telling people more now because like you said, that's, I, I am a similar person when someone's like, Hey, how's your day going? And I'll be like, here's what's really going on. I burnt myself on my coffee and I saw a cool bird. And they're like, Oh, I thought you were just going to say good and ask me how my day was. And and so I, I do tell people that and like I'm always like looking around where I'm like, are there children? Is there someone that'll like, if they catch an out of context Ooh. piece of just like, and then the cum crystal is like, <laughs> all right, we're in a good safe place to tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, dude, that was, um, that didn't disappoint. I'm and, glad to uh, hear. I'm, and, and I'm, all, I'm yeah. glad that you came in to, uh, to share that story with us. I mean, and like, not only was it hilarious, but it's also fascinating. I mean, it's something that I, I never knew. I never knew that that was a thing. I yeah. never knew that that was possible. Nor did your, your your fucking family doctor or your urologist. I mean, it's like I have told friends who are like in medicine now who've been in a few years. Mm. And when I was telling them, I was like, yeah, I got like testicular stones. And they're like, that's a weird news story. And I'm like, no, seriously. <laughs> and then they're like, holy shit, that can happen. Oh, I'm going to tell my medical friends. Yeah, and like, totally. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's this like extreme oddity. Yeah. Um, so like happy to, to put that info out there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you, dude. This has been really, really, really fun. Thanks also, just, for having me. This just, is yeah. just really enjoyable. Just fun out. to hang. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, we are coming at you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you are a fan of the podcast and you want to support the podcast, there's a number of ways you can do that. First of all, you can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading them. You can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app, if that's where you're listening. Or if you want to join the conversation, hop on over to our Discord. The link is in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we have a lovely little community over there of sickos and non-sickos all hanging out, chatting. And uh, hey, you could even help produce the podcast over there if you want. You can, again, find that link in the show notes below. Sick Boy Podcast is produced and co-hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. The show is managed by Jeffrey Lonis over at Talent Bureau. The sound design of this episode is brought to you by Donovan the CPAP Morgan. And of course, the theme music is from the band Take Part. That is it for this week. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.